Welcome to another episode of Miked Up with Mellow and Big Country brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. Mellow in Big Country here with you today, like usual, in the call-in app live every weekday at 10 a.m. Make sure you're uh, listening along there. I think it's the best listening experience. Now, maybe I'm biased, but we have a lot to break down today. We had some phenomenal football games, four of them. And, of course, I think a lot of people are here today listening because you have two Kansas City Chief fans. Last night, I think we had one of the best football games I've ever seen, uh, but we're also going to break down Bengals, Titans, 49ers, Packers, Rams, Bucks, and also it's Matchmaker Monday where we will dive into some other picks, but I do want to take it game by game today. I don't want to, I just, I can't get you too riled up in the morning. (laughs) Yeah, because that would be a bad thing. That would be awful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No, that's fine. Let's let's give a little bit of a a slow start into this because your boy is tired. Mm Mm-hmm. Long Why? night, uh, exciting night. Why? What do you mean? Why? Just a lot of celebrating, man. Uh, a lot <laughs> of brag. I was there. Yeah, I was. I was up at you. I sit in front <laughs> row. I got to go. Uh, I sit in front row, right directly <laughs> behind the Bills. I could see like that. I know we'll talk about it later, but the craziest part about being that low was one, like being able to look oh, players you? directly in the eye, and then like also seeing just the natural curve of the field it was like, oh my god. This is nuts. That's what got you? When I first got down, I was like, oh, shit, this is freaking sick. I'd never been that close to the field before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Let's do start with uh, the first game of the weekend. Chronological order was the Bengals and the Titans game, which was a a pretty good football game until we got the other games. (laughs) Now looking back at it, like, it was boring AF. (laughs) So I, like, looked at that game and – I, you know, had predicted the Bengals to win. Has been saying they were Super Bowl contenders. Glad that it's actually kind of gotten to this point because directly after I said it, I don't want to just forget this part. I deemed them as Super Bowl contenders, and then the next week they got smacked and almost had to like retract the statement. Carson Wentz. I was like, great, we did that again. No, the Bengals have lived up to it. So watching that game, I was rooting for Cincinnati, and then when they won, I was like, okay, sweet, yeah, this is what I wanted. I called it. This is. That's how it was supposed to be done. And when you looked at Tennessee, it was just more of the fact, why in the world did you put the game in Ryan Tannehill's hands from the start? Like, you have Derrick Henry back, and your first play of the game is a play-action interception. Yeah. Right there from the start, it was like, come on. Tannehill did not play well, and I've been kind of a fan of his over the last couple years, Mm -hmm. where I think he gets shit on a lot. I. This game, I might have to take some of those words back, though, because he did play very bad. And there are a lot of Titans fans already questioning, like, what do you do with a guy like Ryan Tannehill? Yeah. Because uh, you're the one seed, and you lose at home to the Cincinnati Bengals, who are, I believe, the four seed Yeah. in the playoffs. And then it's it's tough to look at the other teams in the AFC and see that they have Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, and it's just like, oh, Lamar Jackson, don't, don't let me forget him. And then you're sitting there looking, and I was like, we got Ryan Tannehill. Like, thank God for Derek Henry or we wouldn't be in these situations. And I know they still found ways to win when he was hurt, but that team is through and through 
as valuable as it is because of Derrick Henry right now. And hats off to the Bengals defense. Yeah. Too. And we're going to get into this one, too. I know a lot of people like to look at it and be like, oh, Joe Burrow. That Bengals defense was phenomenal. Uh, forcing three interceptions and keeping Derrick Henry in check. He had 20 carries. Mm-hmm. He only had 62 yards and one touchdown. That's just over three yards a carry. And they stuffed him on that two-point conversion. Right. And, I mean, like, by going at the legs, that was the other thing. Like, come flying off the end, you wrap up the legs, and then you got a DB that comes in and stuffs him at the goal line. It was like, when was the last time someone just grabbed this dude's legs and he went down? Yeah. And maybe a fully healthy Derrick Henry is yeah. able to run him over. But still, you, you play the people that are on the field with you. And they won. And they did a great job. And as a Chiefs fan, now you get to face the Bengals. Uh, you get a little bit of a rematch game here. But I will say, I'm not trying to take anything away from the Bengals. I don't think they played exceptionally well. And I, and I, I mean, don't they, they didn't. The playoffs. So like, here's the thing. They didn't against the Raiders either. Right. So it's kind of these situations where you look at it, it's like, oh, you're sneaking away with two wins. I will say the coolest moment of that game was in the press, the post-press game conference where Joe Burrow explained what McPherson had said right before he ran onto the right. field. Did you hear that? I did. Where he's like, well, I guess we're going to the AFC Championship game. That is like the, the coldest thing someone could say. Before just sealing a game-winning rookie victory. kicker on the road. Oh man, I would. I hope they had it mic'd up. I want to be able to hear that from where he's just sitting there chit-chatting, and he just is like, "Ah, looks like we're going to the AFC Championship, boys." And then you just do a little heel click, jog tap out to the field. Oh, it'd be sick to see. I'm his. also a terrible person though, and I also root for when that moment fails. Oh yeah, I mean it would be a hilarious too. It's like, ah, damn, got our ass. I would rather have heard that mic'd up version of the. <laughs> well, looks like we're going to the Super Bowl or the AFC Championship, and then he goes out there and just doinks one off the goalposts. <laughs> yeah. I would have laughed out loud at that one. <laughs> yeah. But it is cool to have that confidence. I guess kickers are so weird that I think they do have to have that like that confidence of I'm not going to miss because if you doubt yourself. You probably will miss. I mean, that's the thing about being a kicker is, you know, listening to Pat McAfee's show when they first started and had him, him had him, having Adam Vinatieri on the show so much, they would just sit there and explain. the greatest kicker of all time, Adam yep. Vinatieri. <laughs> and it would be the fact that, oh, my gosh, my laptop's playing sound. you got to love that. But I was like, where in the world is that coming from? Excuse me, freaking technical difficulties. Love that. But – it's crazy that the, to be a kicker, you just have to have that mental capacity to just know that you're the best and that nothing else is going to get in your mind. Because I feel like it's easy to hear them say, like, oh, I just go out there with a clear mind, no big deal. And it's like, okay, I can't imagine what my mindset would be running onto a field going, okay, you have to make this. Like, you're going to go to the AFC Championship game. When was the last time we were in this situation? I've never been here in my life. I'm in Tennessee. It's been loud all game. I know this is you insane. Well enough. To know that you in this situation would be vocally saying it out loud. You got this. You're good. You're good enough. You're smart enough. People like you. Inside your own <laughs> I mind. I would not be just like people like you. Yeah, you would. Uh, but inside your own mind. You'd I'll like, tell you exactly. You're a fucking idiot. How are you in this situation? <laughs> you're going to miss. You're stupid. I can tell you what I'd say right here. I'd be like, you've done this a thousand times. I'd be thinking back to the days in training camp where I'm just sitting there. Hitting these, putting myself in this moment. I was like, this is the moment. You're here. This is it. Go be the hero. Go be the heartbreaker. Go be the grim reaper. Again, you're saying that out loud. In my mind, don't you fuck up, man. <laughs> don't you fucking miss. I can tell you right I've been in this situation on the golf course, putting, three-foot putt, just With playing no by one other buddy. Just, man, you 
warm up all day. You hit this putt right here. In my mind, it's like, dude, just get your feet set, handle the grip. And then I put too much thought into it. Uh-huh. And I miss a three-foot putt and lose the round. Right. I know. I remember. <laughs> That's why I'm not an NFL kicker. <laughs> That's what held you back. That's the main reason. It yeah. was a, a very impressive kick. And McPherson's been doing it all year long. It's uh, where, I mean, he really is. Like, he should have been confident in that situation. It was one of the games this weekend. I don't remember which one it was. It might have been the Bucks rams game where a kicker kicked a 47-yard field goal, and it was short. I, if that How hap- does that happen in the NFL? So I'll be honest with that rams Bucks game. If that happened, I didn't see it because, once again, <laughs> tailgate, not cheese game. <laughs> right. I, I think it was that game. But how do you kick it short, 47 yards in the NFL? I don't remember that. And the thing, we so casually just say 47. That's a long ways. I know. Like, but, it is hard to kick a ball off the ground, up in the air, and in between two giant posts that are yellow. Mm-hmm. With 70,000 screaming fans and half of them wanting you to miss. That's yeah. a tough spot to be. It is a tough spot to be. I could never do it. And I think there's a lot of people that are like, kind of like you sometimes with that. Oh, yeah, I can do that. Like a couple of years ago when the Bears missed that field goal. And the then doink, I think yeah. it was at the Super Bowl or the next year, they're like, come out and do it. Yeah. If you think you can kick this far? Come out and do they it. They put it in the fan experience, mm-hmm. and like all these guys are running up there, and it's like that looks one awful form, and two the ball like you just laser beamed it two yards off the field. Right. It's like when you ran your forty for the first time, and you're like, Shh, "That's forty yards." <laughs> yeah. Like, Damn. That hey, I'll long... tell you what. It's hard to throw forty yards. It doesn't right now. look that far on TV. It it's doesn't. A long distance. But when you line up and you look ahead and say, "I got to run that distance in under five seconds." <laughs> Top speed the whole time. <laughs> right, not, That's another <laughs> tough spot to be in. <laughs> I'm not starting out with a jog. Are you, yeah. are you kidding me? But there are there are a lot of people that think they can run fast or think they can hit that field goal. No, you can't. You're wrong. <laughs> no. And also, my big thing is, since we're getting close to Big Country Combine, if you think you can do it better, you have to do it. If you're going to talk shit on like, oh, you ran a 5'5", five, five, I need to see you on a, a yep. field measured 40 yards. I need you running it. I had buddies last night like, oh, dude, I think I could run, you know, under five seconds again. I was like, do it. Let's line it up. Right. Don't say anything. Yeah. You do it. (laughs) Yep. I do have one buddy when I went to the Blues game. uh, After the game, it was like uh, there was an open parking lot to the car. And I was just like, yo, you want to race? And this buddy, I knew he was fast, but I didn't realize he had this quick of a get up. And, I mean, we just start hauling ass. And this guy just keeps – next thing I know, he's just – Further and further in front of me, and I started getting that like top end lean. Whereas, like, okay, I got to get myself slowed down, or I'm falling like face first in this parking lot. Dude smoked my ass. So maybe we get him to do the. Good I think job. I think he could run a sub five forty. <laughs> That's kind of what I think. He's the one person that um, probably could. I did. I think it was the first year you did it. Um, I sent out the tweet that I now usually do is like, if you think you can run it faster, you have mm-hmm. to time it. Like, don't talk shit until. You've done it. Like yeah. most people cannot run a sub five forty. It's hard. But then I did have a guy that I used to work with who played football at Pitt State. It was like, Melo, you know I can do it. It's like, yeah, I'm not talking to you right now. <laughs> <laughs> you you can be quiet. Yes, I know you can do it. You're like the all time leading rusher there. So stop. I'm talking to the average people. But at the same time, will you please do it? Because kind of want to see it. <laughs> I want to see someone run a sub five forty with my own two eyes directly yeah. in front of me. It was pretty impressive. We used to do a lot of flag football mm-hmm. back in the day when I was younger. And we'd have, like, buddies that I went to high school with, like, guys that you know even that, like, are fast. We'd be like, oh, well, 
this kid's pretty quick, and we were yeah. 22 mm-hmm. years old. Like, well, that's no. kind of where my cockiness came from with the speed, because like playing an intramural ball, you know, you take the snap and you sit there and look, and like no one's open. So I was like, "Fuck this! I'm taking off." Someone's already right here and like in the backfield trying to sack me. And it was like, I feel like I had some decent getaway speed. I felt like there was a little quickness. So, so I'm like 40 yards, yeah. line it up. And it was like, That's I just, maybe it's just ghost. self-consciously, I feel like other people, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's just me, I'm a weirdo. I feel like I'm faster with the ball in my hand. Oh. I've always felt that way, even as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I have I no understanding of why. Some people are. It's the, I think people who are really good at track are just naturally good runners. I can't do it. I I've even, like, maybe told this story before. When I was young, I was kind of fast. Not, like, special fast, but, like, fast for where we were. Mm-hmm. And I had a coach because I ran track that year. And I was like, hey, what happened to you? You were really fast during football season and basketball season. <laughs> and now you're not. It's like, I, I can't run track. I'm not a yeah. track guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, hard. It's like maybe if you had something chasing me, you would see Usain Bolt out here. Right. Yeah. White lightning, what's up? It's just not going to happen for me in a track. I have no motivation to run, I, just for fun. <laughs> yeah. Or, and it, you know, I'm not a competitive person. We've been or, like, you know, like lately. 400 meters. Yeah, I'm going to run this as fast as I can and try and do it under a minute. Fuck that. Or the watch 200? me eat these. Watch me eat six crackers under a minute. Can do that. Mm-hmm. Running the 100 or the 200 at a full sprint for that long, I don't see how they do it. I don't understand why you'd want to do it. No. Who also thought, line them up, this is 200 meters, we're going to add a curve on it, see how you do. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, who really exactly. thought of that? Like, I know this is way back in the Roman days, but, like, y'all just saw a path and was like, we're going to run around this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know the marathon story. Yeah. Nike. The other ones, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure why they run that distance. I know I'm not running that distance. But you, in, like, the next month, are going to run a 40. I, I think we, we need to find a way to also place bets on it. I feel like it's kind of trending that way. Yeah. And the yeah, money that is collected will go to charity. <laughs> That's the whole basis of this, helping and, people uh, while I hurt myself. Right. The NFL Combine right around the corner, too. The Senior Bowl right around the corner. Exciting yeah. times. I think a lot of Titan fans are wondering, what do you do with Ryan Tannehill? Uh, you're going to keep him. His money is fully guaranteed for next year. Yeah. I don't know that you're finding a team that's like, yeah, we're going to trade for Ryan Tannehill. And as good as they were this year, like people got to remember, they players on the team were battling with several injuries. You know, Julio Jones hamstring, A.J. Brown was dealing with some stuff as well, Derrick Henry being out. So, like, yeah, everyone collectively got healthy here at the end, but at the same time, it's kind of when we look at the Brooklyn Nets, right? Where it's like, okay, you got all this talent on the team, but no one's healthy at the same time to kind of get a rhythm and get things figured out. And it doesn't work out for you when you need it most because you don't have the chemistry. I kind of feel like that was the Tennessee Titans this year in the playoffs. Yeah. And even with like some of the guys, like to say they were healthy, like they played, but I don't know that they were healthy. Yeah, even like Derrick Henry, he played. That's great. He wasn't. And that was a concern too. And everyone's like, "Always oh, had ten weeks. He'll be fine. He'll be ready." So yeah, it's it's one thing to be ready to walk into a locker room, but like the moment you start sprinting and cutting and getting hit, that kind of changes things on how healthy you truly are. Yeah, and the last little nugget on this Bengals-Titans game, and I think that maybe this came off as hate on Twitter, I don't understand why everyone loves Joe Burrow so much. Not as a player, but, like, Joe Burrow is almost, like, protected. Like, you can't speak negatively about him. Because he's overcome the odds so many times. I mean, he's a backup. He doesn't get picked in Ohio State. He goes to LSU. Okay, but sucks. And then right there. 
He was Mr. Football in Ohio. Oh, I get it. And I think that's so why. He, it wasn't even like, it's almost like the Bryce Young. Like, oh, man, nobody <laughs> expected me. Yeah, we did, Bryce. Yeah, we did, Joe Burrow. Like, I'm sorry you <laughs> lost. You had one little moment. I think, had to overcome. I think that was the thing that was like everyone had those expectations and they were he kind of really wasn't given the opportunity. And then when he was, he's just exceeded them. And then in every big moment, it's like, holy shit, Joe Burrow comes through. Yeah. And I like him. I, I do. But I mean, every so I weird. love how everyone right now is saying like, oh, he's got pocket mobility like Tom Brady. This is like the closest thing that we'll probably get to seeing Tom Brady again in terms of just identical play. And I remember someone who specifically said that during the draft process. And got and I'm roasted lo- for And I'm looking at him. Yeah. yeah. Got, how can you, you compare him to Tom Brady? Well, I'm not saying he's going to win 17 Super Bowls, <laughs> yeah. but I'm saying their play type is very, very similar. I, did, I took some heat on that one. You did. But look at me now. <laughs> I do think that it is. They, they play very similarly. And I like Joe Burrow. I do. There's just something about Joe Burrow Twitter that you – I mean, here's the other thing. He's an attractive guy. I mean, these girls are just, pfft. yeah. And then the and then the other fan base, like other guys, are like, okay, girls like him. I'm a Joe Burrow fan. Girls and guys are going to talk about it. Babies are going to be made thanks to Joe Burrow. <laughs> Is that what? Probably shit. Dude smokes a cigar. The next thing you know. Pfft. Smoke, what is yeah, what's that John Mayer quote? Is not good at dancing and I don't wears funny glasses. Say that again. He smokes the cigar after the win. Uh-huh. For some reason people love that. Like is that not you're doing it inside. That feels like that's against some kind of code. I'm not a fireman, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and then the like TikTok kind of dances that he does. Like they'll go live on social media. I don't know if it's Instagram or TikTok. He doesn't dance well. All he does is like the guns in the air thing, and that's it. And people are like, oh, look at Joe Burrow go live. You know what it is? I have Joe Burrow fatigue. It is, but I don't. I don't think I know any of the dancing. Oh, yes, I do. When they won the division, when they won the AFC yeah. North, yes. But that's like that is LSU. a type of dance, though. Yeah. I don't it. know the dance, but yeah. And then the weird glasses that he's just like, oh, I, I liked them. Dude, I'll be honest. I actually thought he pulled them off. It looked kind of dope. I thought they looked dumb. As I well. usually think a lot of PL players look dumb when they do that, and I saw Joe Burrow, and I was like. Pfft. Look at Joe Cool go, man. You're drinking the Kool-Aid. Dude, he's just so cool. You're drinking that Joe Burrow Kool-Aid. Again, I like him. I just don't understand what has put him on this level of Joe Cool. He just wins, man. He just wins, baby. Kind of. That's all he does. Except for last year. We had another game, uh, 49ers versus Packers on Saturday as well. And I was watching this game. I said it uh, on the show. I tweeted it out. I was rooting for the Packers, but I wanted Aaron Rodgers to play like shit. Yes. I got one of those things, and I didn't realize how important that was to me to see Aaron <laughs> Rodgers play like shit, but he did. And I loved it. Even yeah. at the end of the game where I said, like, oh, I'm rooting for the Packers, I wasn't. My hatred for him was too strong. I, I remember, yeah, because we did the show, and I was just I – I, I think I said, I was like, I just have that gut feeling that the Niners are going to find a way to win this game. And, I mean, shit, sure enough. I mean, 13 to 10, you get it on the game-winning field goal, Robbie Gold, just absolutely clutch. I loved his quote at the end, too, when he's on the field, Jimmy Garoppolo. One of them was like, just fuck the Packers. <laughs> he's like, yep, that's everyone yeah. right now. F the Packers, F Aaron Rodgers. And you I can't be wait. Careful. He might be their quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't wait to see, like, how do I work? The excuses that come out about this game over the next six months into the offseason, where it's, 
last year it was like, pff, I don't know why we didn't, you know, play call. You mean from Rodgers? From Rodgers, from everyone in the 49ers organization, players, everything. And then the turmoil that's going to come from Aaron's not coming back. And he can sit there and go, I told you guys, one more season, one last dance. Mm-hmm. And this is how it ended. You didn't even lose in the, you didn't even lose in the NFC Championship game. You lost before that. Hell, hell that, of a job. After that first drive, I thought, oh, shit, the Packers are going to put it on them. Because <laughs> they marched right down the field. And then directly after that? Absolutely nothing. And it is weird because with Rodgers, and I said he played like shit, when you look at the stats, he went 20 of 29 with 225 yards and no touchdowns. Yep. The numbers don't tell the story there with him, though. There's a lot of dink and dunk stuff uh, late in the game. Uh, it gets tunnel vision on Devontae Adams, mm-hmm. which usually probably works out for you. But also, you've got some wide open guys to throw to. Yeah, Alan Lazard came wide open across the middle. And he addressed that in his postgame conference, which is good of him, I guess. But at the same time, it's like, it doesn't matter. You lost. The, yeah. the weird thing is, is just how like bad the play calling was throughout the game in certain situations. And, like, the last, what was it, like, three minutes and 33 seconds or whatever, the third and three with a little bit of time left, and, like, that's the play call. It just it felt like they weren't putting themselves in position to win this game, and that's not something we're used to seeing with the Packers, especially this year, or Aaron Rodgers in terms of a comeback or, you know, balls in his hands. How are they going to come down? How are they going to march down the field and score and win, and everyone's going to leave happy and Yep, Packers are back in the NFC Championship game. There goes San Francisco. Jimmy Garoppolo's gone. Like, that's the storyline we all expected coming into today. And now it's, what the fuck are the 49ers going to do with Jimmy Garoppolo? Are you just going to get a hell of a ransom for him in terms of a trade? Are you just clearly letting him go? I don't know his contract situation. But the thing is, is the dude wins. And here's another situation, too. He didn't score a single touchdown either. Yeah. I think I saw a stat right before we came on that he is 3-0 and in playoff games where he doesn't score a touchdown. Yeah. If you're yeah. the Niners, it's like, we're not throwing the ball like well, in the red that's zone. That's why I don't give Jimmy Garoppolo credit. I know that you have your take of, like, man, the guy just wins games. I don't think he does. I think the 49ers do. Yeah. And even in this game, like, he only threw the ball 19 times. It was kind of like the NFC Championship game a couple of years ago where it's like, ah, fuck, he's still our quarterback. Run the hell out of the football. Where's Debo Samuels? Find a way to get it. To it's, it's just weird to because you don't know how to cheer for him. Because there are some moments where it's like that was kind of a bad throw, or like that's not an inact, like that's not an accurate pass. But then they still find a way to convert on a third down, and they're still marching down the field. Mm-hmm. And then they eventually score, and their defense gets a stop. So it's just, I don't know. I think in my mind, I don't know how to rank Jimmy Garoppolo among everybody else in the NFL. I think he's a bad quarterback on a really good team. Because like no matter who's at running back for Kyle Shanahan, they're always pretty successful in the run game. Yeah. Debo Samuel is becoming one of my favorite players. Same. Rapidly fast. I and the more I look at the dude, the more I realize kind of how weird he is, and I hate to be, like, complimenting on the looks, but, like, <laughs> hey, who cares, dude? You can play football, and that's what matters, and you're freaking good at it. I think he could walk in this room right now, and I probably wouldn't recognize him. Uh, dude's got zero neck. We talk about me not having a neck. We talk about Tyree Kill having no neck. Debo Samuel is straight shoulder, collarbone, jaw. He's uh he's not built like a receiver. I can remember that from the senior bowl thinking, mm-hmm. man, he really looks like a running back. Guess what? Kind of plays there. <laughs> yeah. Which I do love. I and I even tweeted it out to read my tweets on on the show here. I, I think there are situations even with Jimmy Garoppolo where it's like third and seven, you want to get Debo Samuels the ball. 
You don't trust Jimmy Garoppolo to do it, though. Yep. He put his ass in the backfield. <laughs> but it worked out for the 49ers, and it worked out for Kyle Shanahan. Maybe I need to start giving him a little more credit. It's kind of weird that I actually... Yeah, hold on. We're just... Well, we still remain shitting on Aaron Rodgers, but now it's like, Kyle Shanahan? I mean, he keeps winning. And I even, like, with their roster, I think they're a pretty good football team. Their roster's not crazy good. Uh -uh. But Shanahan did find a way to get them back into the NFC Championship game with Jimmy Garoppolo's quarterback. (laughs) So I probably need to give him a little more credit. He is a Texas guy. I should be easier on him. Like, that's just 100% proof that I don't have a bias. I okay, this time around. <laughs> and he's like Chris Sims' best friend with their tattoos and everything. But it was it was an exciting game to watch despite it being 13 to 10. It was so low scoring, nothing was really happening, but it was still exciting to watch. Like what walking away from that game Saturday night is like, man, this this is a really good game. This was fun to watch, but it was a defensive battle. Or it was more so like special teams, honestly. And the other aspect that I think that you haven't mentioned yet, and I'm kind of surprised, was snow game. Oh, I was excited. You got your snow game. I did. Kind of. I need more. <clears throat> but, more. Yeah, more snow. I will never <laughs> be satisfied until they're playing in a foot of snow. I always worry about Lambo too. It's like, oh, they're going to turn the heaters on. Like, I see the snowflakes, but they're going to turn the heaters on. That might be Roger's complaint. Why the fuck is there snow on the field? Turn <laughs> How on the am heaters. I supposed to play in these conditions? You guys aren't. <laughs> You guys did look at the weather report? It, I do think the best thing about this game were the Aaron Rodgers jokes that happened directly after they were eliminated. I absolutely Oh, I everyone was like roast him. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, uh, this was it. a fire fest of just absolutely yeah. roasting Aaron Rodgers People and everybody showed up. <laughs> having those jokes in the chamber just waiting for it. I thought I hated Aaron Rodgers. There are there's a lot of us. Yep. Uh, and I think a lot of them were Packers fans that had been, like, sitting on comments <laughs> of, like, oh, vaccinated against the playoffs. <laughs> Snowflakes got him in the end. All, like, all of it. Uh, <sighs> it was so good. And it sucks because he's, like, a real person, obviously. Yeah. He was, like, a fam- – well, not a family. Friends. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you dog. But uh, not a family. <laughs> I, I hate to show him, but I just – I really don't like him. And I think I had one person on Twitter kind of come at me or comment about like, oh, vaccine stuff. As I've said on this particular program, I hated him before that vaccine stuff. I honestly don't even care about the vaccine. Yeah. You don't want to take it? Fine. Your body, your choice. Whatever. I mean, if horse dewormer works, dude, take all the dewormer you got. I mean, yeah. shit. <laughs> well, yeah, whatever works for you. It's the smugness. And even like in his postgame presser of the like, I'm not going to be here for a rebuild. What? You made two straight NFC Championship games. You take this team to the divisional round, and then because like you don't make the NFC Championship game, you're like, I'm not going to be here for a rebuild? Is that what he said after the game? Yeah. I missed that completely. I'm not going to be here for a rebuild. And you can point to the fact that they're going to lose some guys in free agency. The salary cap is bad. But can you imagine if last year Drew Brees was like, oh, I'm not going to be here for a rebuild? No, no, no. I'm not part of that. So this guy just fell off the bridge but on his way down was like lit a match and now it's on fire there's no coming back yeah yeah very much so and i we'll see what happens with the packers as soon as aaron Rodgers leaves there i do think that i will root very very heavily for the packers for the next couple years yeah and they just light it up on offense i mean in 
I'm kind of there with you. If Jordan Love is good, then I'll be like, okay, cool, good for you guys. What's going to suck is if Jordan Love comes in and in two or three years he figures it out and they go in a Super Bowl, and it's going to be like, Jesus Christ, we did it all over again. Yeah. Yeah. Start making him happy now because he's going to cause <laughs> trouble when he leaves. 20 years, we're screwed. Heartbreak all over again. Yeah. I will say one more thing about San Francisco before we move on to the next game. Um, I remember a while back, and I know I've said it on the show before, Radio 2, is when you look at San Francisco, I saw this a while back again, that they're either competing for a Super Bowl or they're just play or they're fighting for like a top ten draft pick and there's no in between in San Francisco. And it's this situation again. Where last year's season was pretty much done. Yeah, stink, not That's happening. It's gotta be kinda nice. This year though. competing for a Super Bowl. I just I don't think you know what you're gonna get though when you go into the season. And the games that they've had to, you know, win and overcome within the last six weeks has been nuts. Yeah. And it's just okay, not a top fifteen draft pick. Let's go win a Super Bowl. Or let's go to the Super Bowl at least. Yeah, they've been tough to figure out for a while. I I think I might have had them pick to win to to lose the NFC West. Yeah, because they were the Cardinals. Well, we expected Trey Lance to be starting, and it would just be all these learning lessons. And Jimmy Garoppolo is like, huh, not so fast, young gun, not so yeah. fast. And we will see what happens with Jimmy Garoppolo. It's going to be hard to get rid of a quarterback if he takes you to a Super Bowl, and he very much could. What is it? Sean McVay's like never beat Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. Kind of lining out that that's going to happen again. So, uh, uh, one, hey, just that one time. Nine out of ten times. Right. Just that one time. <laughs> yeah, little Giants. Maybe this is it. I, I kind of hope so because I'm still Fucking not Fucking Rams being a little Giants moment. It's ridiculous. And also, freaking division rival in the NFC Championship game. Yeah. It's nuts. NFC West, pretty good division. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not sure if you noticed. <laughs> uh, I'll agree on that one. But I, I love the Rodgers jokes. I love the fact that he's 0-4 against the 49ers. Uh, the video resurfaced uh, from his draft of like, well, uh, are you upset that you're not a 49er? Are you disappointed that you're not going to be a 49er? Where Rodgers says, not as disappointed as they're going to be that they didn't draft me. <laughs> In which, yeah, they are probably still pretty disappointed they didn't draft Aaron Rodgers. He's all at four against the Rams. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it's oh. absolutely crazy to me. He's made it to one Super Bowl. Yeah. That's it. Yep. I, I know he has all the traits and the arm strength, athletic ability. At some point, you've got to produce a little bit better. If we're going to talk about you in like the same breath as Tom Brady, which I would never do. But some people do. <laughs> you literally just it. exhaled and inhaled so you could not do it in the same breath. I, no one else saw it, but I did. <sighs> in the <Yeah>. same breath. <laughs> like, dude has been to one Super Bowl. Yes, he won it, but he's been to one Super Bowl. And we try to anoint him, not me again, as like this is the greatest quarterback I've ever seen play. He's so very is athletic. It is it the Chris arm Sims angles. Huh? Is it Chris Sims that loves him so Dwarves much? him. And he, Sims is a wonderful man. I think he he looks at Aaron Rodgers as just like – if you were to build a quarterback, like that's who you would build in terms I, of. I think physically, yeah. Yeah, the, like the arm strength, everything looks effortless, hand size, feet size, body build. Just that's the dude that has it. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, ah, do you? Right. <laughs> Fourth and eight, just I'll kick a field goal. You can't <laughs> yeah. give your coach a middle finger and be like, hey. You're just like an older brother right now. Shut up and listen to me for once. We're going Actually, for it. You might be the younger brother. I think Rogers is older than him. Is he? I couldn't remember. Four's pretty young. I think he's just a. He's got to be a little bit older. There's no way your coach is younger than you. Uh, yeah, I. I don't know. We'd have to look it up. 
I don't know how old Aaron Rodgers is. You look okay. LaFleur is a very good looking 42 years old. Okay. So a, he is a little bit older. Did you see the picture? I someone uh what was it? I saw it on Twitter the other day. It was like uh Matt LaFleur had the greatest glow up of all time and it shows him sitting on the bench with glasses. Big giant baggy pants and like clothes. Redskins 2013 coaching staff. Yeah, if I got to see the lineup of coaches again, I'm going to freaking lose it because got now they're not all in there. That thank God. Now there's just two. Yeah, it's just, he, he was a, a little dorky looking. Yeah. Though. Had a little bit of a glow up. I saw somebody tweeting it out and compared it to that movie, She's All That. It's like, yeah, <laughs> you put on some clothes that fit him and took his glasses off. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's it. Yeah. Lady Look how that Bridge works was out. hot all along. We just <laughs> changed her wardrobe, like took off the paint <laughs> schmock that she had on. So. Not surprised there. Uh, speaking of looking good, you can go to Miners in Monroe and also look good as well. I saw over the weekend they had a lot of cool uh, little whiskey glasses. You're a big um, old-fashioned guy. Oh, yeah. I went got some. I am not a big old-fashioned guy. But uh, they also have a lot of stuff that you can check out uh, right there in Pittsburgh, Kansas. Or check them out online at minersinmonroe.com. If you use the code MikeDup10, you can save 10% off at minersandmonroe.com. Yep, and another website you can visit is gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs, accessories for your weapons as well. No reserved auctions every single week. You can get the gun you're looking for at a very reasonable price, maybe for little to no money at all. And the best part about the website is there's no hidden fees when you go to checkout. You just, the purchase of the item that you're getting and then the taxes, there's no like, thanks for visiting the site, here's extra $15 or here's a hidden fee that you just slide in there. There's none of that, so that's what makes Gunspot so special as well. And also, it's a crazy world out there, so it's not a matter if, it's a matter of when danger is going to rise. So make sure you're in a position to protect you and your family, and you can do that with Gunspot.com. Now let's get into those Sunday games, which were also fantastic. The Rams-Bucks game kind of got out of hand a little bit there in the beginning where going into halftime, the score was 20 to three. Mm-hmm. And like very quickly, even it was 17 to like three or 17 to nothing to where I thought, well, this game is over. Is there anything I need to get done before the <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so I went to the grocery store, bought me some like little snack stuff, got some drinks. I was ready for the Chiefs game. I come back home and it's like, oh shit, we might have a ball game here. Tom Brady did it again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, down uh, at one point, what were they down? Like 27 to 3? Yeah. It was very close to that 28 to 3 comeback. But it was another great comeback by Tom Brady. I know they didn't win this time, but Jesus Christ, this guy is good at football. It's like even the deep shot to Mike Evans over Jalen Ramsey. This dude launched that ball. Yeah. And it's like, bro, you're 45. Yeah. Take it easy. Yeah, calm the fuck down, Tom. <laughs> and uh, I loved it early in the game. I know a lot of people were cracking jokes about it, though. He did take a little bit of a shot to the chin that wasn't flagged by Von Miller, and it did cause, like, a little bit of a bloody lip. Yeah, you probably can't yell at the ref and call him, like, a fucker because you're going to get flagged for it. He did take a shot there, though, and he just he didn't, like, fall. He stayed right there. I was like, how the hell are you not calling this on me? I'm Tom Brady. Somebody touched my chin. They didn't, though. I'm surprised he didn't get the call. We've seen weaker than that. Oh, yeah. We've I seen know. Chris Jones come over the top and hit his shoulder. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. Usually, if you touch a quarterback, and I literally mean if you touch a quarterback's helmet, it's a flag. Yeah. Not in that situation. And I don't know if I hate it or love it. I guess I kind of love it that 
we're getting away from those calls where if you touch a quarterback's face mask or helmet, mm-hmm. it's a flag. I mean, they're a football player, too, kind of the point of it. Until it happens to Patrick Mahomes, then you're going to hear me on the other side throw the fucking flag. Right. I'll yeah. be honest on my bias there. Yeah, uh, but I, I loved watching this one, and I really thought Tom Brady was going to lead it. And honestly, I was kind of rooting for it, too. Yeah. I, I don't have anything against the Rams. I, I love Cooper Cup, but I was kind of rooting for another Tom Brady come from behind win. And the and the crazy part is too is you know everyone kind of says with Tom Brady like oh he's got all the success because of the defense he's winning Super Bowls because of how good the defense is yada 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 and they won the Super Bowl last year in dominating fashion their defense looks stellar and then they lose this game after a mishap with their defense and I think it's the first time we've seen that like maybe in a while since Brady's been anti I know it's only two years but like the defense has been stellar Cooper Cup over the top with Matthew Stafford off his back foot just insane. How do you leave Cooper Cup that I, open? How the hell does he keep multiple, getting open? Yeah, in the game. It wasn't like just that one play. It, were, it was multiple plays. I mean, he had nine catches for 183 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. He's the focal point. Like, I know OBJ's good. So you got to take away Cooper Cup first. Hey, look at number 10. He's right there. Yeah, he's the white guy not playing quarterback. <laughs> yeah. He's not hard to find. I know sometimes they'll throw a wrench in there and get another white receiver. <laughs> Cooper Cup's the big one. Yeah. So just stay with him. Uh, it, but it was phenomenal to watch him play. Hats off to Matt Stafford, too. He needed that moment. He needed a big play. in the. Middle. I loved his celebration at the end when they spike it. And then when he spikes it, it just comes right back up to him. And he's like, fuck, I'm going to catch this. But like, I, think, I don't think anyone else really realized that the spike had happened so quickly and he caught it because when he turned around to walk away, it's like some defensive players were like, yeah. get his ass. <laughs> and so and then he like throws it back behind him. I just thought it was awesome. And then he got to enjoy the moment. He, the dude deserves it. That's why he went to L.A. Hey, go beat, the, go beat the Niners for the first time and go to the Super Bowl. And then watch Kansas City win their sins as well. And it's going to be what I predicted at the very beginning of the year. The Super Bowl we didn't get two year, three years ago because of fucking D. Ford. It's going to be exciting. Yeah, it probably will be. I, one play, speaking of that final spike, that I love that people are trying to do now. I don't know if you noticed it. J, I think it was JPP tried to intercept the spike. Yes. Like, yes, please. And if that ever happens in a game. Right between be the, the center's legs. Time. Yes. <laughs> right? Like, whoever the nose tackle is, don't line up directly over the center. Not worth it. Line up just a you know shade over a little bit. Dive directly at his feet. From the – so not over him, just like to one side of his head yeah. and then jump in between his legs? Yeah. Oh, Which I don't game? know why. I've been thinking – I've been wanting to do that since I was a kid. Like I, I've thought I've about that. i linebackers jump over the offensive line like, hey, mm-hmm. you're not going to fucking block me. I'm in the air now. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I – Troy Palomalo. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, put a little safety there. Like you're not going to block Taylor Rapp or put Jalen Ramsey there. He's too quick. He's got good hands. You're telling me Trevon Diggs can't, like, sneak a hand in there and get an interception? They need to go practice that drill. Just, like, maybe, like, shits and gay kind of practice. But, hey, maybe it pays off. It's Yeah, it's some of that crazy stuff that happens at the end of the game. Like, you practice Hail Mary bullshit, like, tip, mm-hmm. tip drill. Maybe. Just maybe. Because if it pays off, everybody else is going to start doing it, too. Oh, 100%. And a lot of times, they're not throwing the ball hard. It's just a little get the ball yep. quickly to the ground. They're not gripping laces. They're not throwing it. They're, it's pretty much, I fumbled on purpose. But I would love to see it happen, and then a camera immediately just painted on a quarterback's face to just be like the, what the hell just happened? Right. Uh, but it was a phenomenal game with the Rams and the Bucks. 
I, I found myself kind of rooting for Tom Brady in that one, which should not be a surprise because <laughs> he's the greatest quarterback ever. But he's so good. Um, it was a great game. I'm, I'm happy with the Rams as well, though. But they've got a tough test with the 49ers. And, of course, the last game of the season for the Buffalo Bills. Hats off to those guys. Yeah. Um, with 13 seconds left in the game, I thought the Chiefs had lost. I did not think it was possible to move the ball as quickly as they did down the field and get into field goal position. It was <clears throat> absolutely phenomenal. But I, I do want to say, as two Chief fans, the Bills played one hell of a football game. Yeah, and I know we already went over. Like, I was at the game. It was awesome. The moments were spectacular. It's something I'm never going to forget. The greatest game I've ever witnessed. And I know I said that prior to <laughs> watching the high school game of Joplin versus Webb. Like, that was probably one of the best games I've ever seen live. This right. game... I, I'm still not taking anything away from that high school game because it was nuts and just the fact that they came back and then eventually ended up losing to the field goal. It's the fact that the Chiefs were just – they were in it and they were winning and then all of a sudden they weren't and there was no stopping Josh Allen. And then just when you thought you did, they would go for it on fourth or they scored a touchdown on a fourth down. And so just the emotional roller coaster of the entire stadium – is what made it all so special. And then when you get down to the 13 seconds left where Josh Allen and them score, and Josh Allen just comes to the sideline, and he's not bouncing up and down, he's not yelling, he's not high-fiving anybody, his hands are right at his side, and he's just got that silent killer look on his face. And we heard about it with Evan Neal last week at the O-Lines Masterminds, and it was the, the immediate thought that I had when I saw him do that, where he just walks over and he's just walking on the sideline and all of his teammates are just bouncing up and down, cheering, just screaming. And that dude is just looking straight ahead, just like, all right, let's go take care of business. And then when you see Kansas City on the field and you watch Buffalo like playing prevent because you're like, hey, maybe they'll just hit Tyreek over the top. And then they run that little screen. And the immediate thought is, okay, hey, this game was supposed to be over. You get one more shot. Maybe you can run that play again, get an extra, you know, couple yards, and you're in at least some opportunity of a range for uh, for Butker to make that kick. And then you hit that seam route to Kelsey, and it felt like that entire stadium just jumped all together at one time. It was insane, and it was so fucking loud. I think I've heard that stadium can get pretty loud, too. Yeah, and I mean, it was. And, like, <laughs> those moments like that where – Bills fans were had kind of taken over after they scored, well, and there were some Chiefs fans that left. If you look at the last two minutes, the scoring plays mm -hmm. are fucking ridiculous. Oh, uh, and it the just... Bills scored with a minute 54 left, to which a lot of people, rightfully so, were like, that's too much time for Kansas City. Yep. However, Kansas City scored too quickly because they scored with a minute and two seconds left. And that played a, a Tyree kill. That's too much time for Josh Allen. And they were correct because the Bills score with 13 seconds left. And uh, I know a lot of people said it. I think a lot of people were joking. That's too much time for Patrick. <laughs> it was right because, I mean, they go down and they kick field goal to end regulation. And I loved the the plays at the end for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. I think in a lot of situations, teams look at it and they're like, oh, let's throw it as far as we can. They got the ball out very quickly to Tyreek Hill. Yep. And, like, the Bills, who hats off to the way they played, they weren't ready for that. They were expecting, like, oh, shit, they're going to take a deep shot. Nope. Very quickly got the ball to him, and he picked up a ton of yards after catch. Yeah. And, and then we're able to do the same thing, take a timeout, do it to Travis Kelsey, to where they get in range. Like, that was that was a genius play. I don't know if it was Eric Bieniemy. I don't know if it was Andy Reid. 
hats off to whoever was like, no, nah, actually, we're just going to get it to him quick. Let him yeah. run. Because he does a very good job of running. And I mean, it, like another pa- a perfect pass by Patrick Mahomes that just right there allows him to catch the ball, gets down, and then immediately Travis Kelsey gets up and calls the timeout. And it felt like another thing, too, is the entire stadium was aware of like, hey, they still got two timeouts. He catches it, and it was like the whole stadium was like, timeout, 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 timeout. So if the refs didn't hear from the players, they definitely heard it from the fans in the stadium, which was great. And then when what Harrison lines saying? up to kick that field goal, huh? What were they saying in the stadium? Timeout. Yeah, and then when Harrison lines up to kick that field goal, you know, he's been in these moments before, but at the same time, he'd already missed an extra point, and he'd already missed a field goal before the half that seemed kind of routine. Yeah. Don't ever put Harrison Buckter in the same category as Justin Tucker. It's fucking stupid to do. They are not even remotely close. That would be like saying, man, Baker Mayfield and Patrick Mahomes are pretty close to the same quarterback. No, they're not. Justin Tucker is head and shoulders and waist above Harrison Buckner. He's not going to miss like an extra point or an important field goal. And if he does, we're talking about it on SportsCenter. He, had, he did do that last year, though. Tucker. He did do that last year, though, remember? Because his eyes got real big. Exactly. You and... remember that time Justin Tucker missed a field goal? <laughs> yeah. We remember it. We talk about it. This is the greatest guy to ever play the position. But even on the broadcast, they were trying to compare the two. Buckter's pretty good. For the most part, he's pretty accurate, too. Yep. He's not Justin Tucker. Like Even at the end of the game when uh, they went back to Jay Feely and they were like, how far can Buckter kick the ball? And he's like, oh, he might be good from like 57 or something like that. Tucker hit a 66-yard game winner. So just don't. I'm That's sorry. Fair. I'm a very big Justin Tucker fan. I, it's very Probably evident. The biggest. Or even when people are like, oh, Adam Terry." He's not hitting from 60. I get it. He kicked in some big moments and hit some field goals from 45 yards away. <laughs> Justin Tucker's the GOAT. Don't put him in any category with any other kicker ever. That's my rant on Justin Tucker. All right. <laughs> I'll let you have that one. Thanks, because you're not changing my mind. I know, and I'm not going to try to. What I was going to say, though, with that kick I do want to take blame for those misses by Harrison Butker because we haven't seen those in a while from him where he misses an extra point or in what we've gotten used to with Butker, kind of a gimme kick. I'm taking the blame for it because before leaving for the stadium or leaving to go to the stadium, MGM posted on Twitter. and was like, name a random Bills player, and I named Scar- or Scott Barlow. So it kind of came back I to bite me. That is. This is the kicker that missed the game-winning field goals in the Super Bowl for him. When they went to like four in a row was in the it? 90s? Yeah, Scott Barlow. I thought it was somebody else. But I, I I'm pretty to sure it's him. If it's I, not, then I did name a random ass Bills play. <laughs> you didn't go Brian Mormon? That's who I would have went with. The pride of No, because I was I wanted to just kind of get some uh fans riled up. Yeah, it's not Brian Mormon is he's actually not that random. Maybe it's just the area that we live in. I I, did I say people. Scott? That's a fucking Royals picture. Yeah. Picture. My bad. <laughs> I meant, yes. Who is the Scott Norwood, right? Norwood. Jesus. Criminy. <laughs> hey, I'm all over the place. Fuck did the build, man. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that name sounded familiar, but I'm like, that's not the kicker. But I'm not in baseball season yet. Although, uh, 
the Chiefs actual like Scott the, Norwood. Jesus. <laughs> it was a good effort. It was a good you you tried to but, troll, this, but so that's the thing though, is like I tweeted that and then it came back to kind of bite me in the ass when I'm sitting there watching Butker miss those field goals. And then when he hits the one to tie it, it's like whew, Yeah. Thank you God for getting those out of the way. If he would have missed that field goal, I would have turned into a different person on Twitter. Uh, Bucker? Yeah. What? What? I don't even want to know. No. I, I don't even Not good. Not good. I, I would have trolled him like people do Brittany and Jackson Mahomes. You're ridiculous. Which is another stupid thing. Did you see that there's a TMZ article that came out this morning? Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, I can't believe she sprayed champagne on all these fans. Do you not know football? Like, I know you're TMZ, but do you not understand the They were legitimately that? asking for it. Uh-huh. They were we like, soak us <laughs> or, or spray us with champagne. <laughs> we didn't ask anyone, though. I don't know if you remember it because we were celebrating very hard. But when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, we popped bottles of champagne. We were spraying it on everyone. I sprayed it directly at a 49ers fan who was recording. And he was like, come on, man, lift it up. I was like, fuck you. We just beat your ass. Right? Or in the AFC Championship game, in the parking lot, yeah, in champagne. Some Titans fans probably got wet. I know some Chief fans. Did. I'm taking champagne bottle uh, champagne to Memphis when we watch the AFC Championship game there next yeah. week. Uh, spray a Hooters down. Because I'll tell you what, I'm not paying six hundred dollars to go to that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but it was like I don't understand it. I never will. But with the football game, there was also a lot of talk of the overtime rules. Mm-hmm. And them needing to be changed. Uh, this is something that both fan bases and teams, I think, can agree on. Because the Chiefs tried to get the overtime rules changed like four years ago. And they just straight up was like, shut up, stop whining, you're being crybabies. Yeah, it, uh, it got no traction. At Maybe all. now it will. And I, I would like to see it. Even as a Chiefs fan, I would have liked to have seen Josh Allen get a chance. Mm-hmm. And then that, that back and forth that you get like in college football – when teams just keep scoring, it's great. Yeah, like so an 85 that. to 80 game. <laughs> right? like, Jesus. Yeah, to get that in a playoff game would be pretty ridiculous. Obviously, in a regular season game, you just play out the full 10 minutes. Yeah. Or maybe it doesn't matter as much. I don't know. Can you change the rules and have it different for the playoffs? Like, do you change it and make it for the playoffs each team gets um, possession? So I did notice something last night is that each team got three timeouts in overtime. And I was like, wait, why? I thought it was only two. And then realize, like, there's this game can't just end in a tie. Like, it has to keep going. Yep. So I do think that, like, at some point, <laughs> if you do get to the end of regulation and overtime or the overtime, it's like, ah, I guess just next score wins. Is that how it goes? Does it then go sudden death? It's if the first team that gets the ball scores a touchdown, it's over. 100%. Field goal, field other team. Goal, the other team gets a chance. Uh-huh. And if they score a touchdown, it's over. But let's say they both kick field goals and an overtime runs out in the playoffs. What happens after that? Is it just another round of sudden death? I don't know. To where, like, okay, next team like scores field goal, touchdown, game over. Yeah. In the playoffs, I, I actually I don't know the rule. Yeah. I, that, I, I mean, to that I point, it's, it's like actually, bring out the kickers. I wouldn't mind seeing a game come down to kickers. Oh, I would hate that. I'd fucking line their ass up 60 yards out. Yeah, the See penalty, what you got. Penalty kick. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people. Have not not the gimme 45-50. I'm talking 60. 60. 60. And if it's short, well, that sucks. The other guy hits it, boinks it in. <laughs> Game winner, go celebrate. 
Yeah. Kickers, I mean, it's a tough position to play kicker. Put them in the biggest moment. Them and their holders on the field. That's it. That, I think that could Well, be. I mean, the other special teams, you know, will be out there. Like, you can block it. Good luck. But Right. I think that's one way they could look at it because the NFL also doesn't want to have – they don't want that overtime to be long. They don't yeah. want the 74 to 76 win. They want it decided pretty quickly because they claim uh, player safety. They don't want to play in that long. They don't want that many reps. And that's – I honestly believe that because those games – I mean, that game last night was a long one. It was a hard-to-fought physical game. And before we go into anything else, I want to just make sure we say this. And I know we all probably realize it. And we've said it on Twitter, seen it elsewhere. Just the utmost respect and praise to Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills and including their fans that were at the game last night. I was surrounded by a bunch of them when I switched seats to go hang out with my buddy on that row that I was talking oh, did about. You sit close? God damn it. <laughs> yes, I did. And it was awesome. I was very appreciative of it. But there was just Bills fans everywhere. And even when they had taken the lead with the 13 seconds left and they thought they had won, they were celebrating like amongst themselves. It wasn't like, F you, we beat you, we finally did it. Like Josh Allen's better than Mahomes. Mm-hmm. It was just more of like a holy smokes, they did it. And then deep down inside, it brought me a lot of joy. But then I started to feel bad when they hit the seam to Kelsey and then you look at the Bills bench, and it just – their face just sink. And then you look at the fans, and they're like, oh, my God, we're going to, like, we're going to overtime. And then the coin, the coin flip, and then the Chiefs win, and you just hear like a oh, – from all the Bills fans. And, like, being in that and seeing the game go, it was just so cool to see the emotions go at the highest peak that they could for the Bills thinking – they're going back to the AFC Championship game, to them just being gone, standing there, at, just watching everything, kind of just go away, watching the Chiefs celebrate and watching the Bills leave the field. And the thing I noticed is when I was on that row, I pretty much watched that last play by myself, celebrated, and then it was like, I can't get out of the seat because I'm all the way down here and everyone else is trying to leave as well. So I was just like, all right, I'm just going to kind of soak everything in. And I think one thing that I never realized is how much it impacts everybody on the losing team and the winning team when a game comes to an end like that. Like, I saw equipment guys, like, pissed off. And I was like, why the fuck are you mad? And I was like, well, it actually makes sense. You're taking care of these guys every game, every single week. You're right there listening to their highs and lows in the locker room. You're probably seeing things. They're more right to be mad than any Exactly. And so it was in that moment where, like, it clicked. And then, like, you know, you look at the water boys and the water girls, and they're talking to the players throughout the game, and they're kind of celebrating with them as well and smiling and laughing. And then the game ends, and you see their emotion go away. And it was just – I feel like that's something I never realized, and I always overlooked. And it was just incredible. Arrowhead was rocking. It was electric. But, again, don't want to take anything away from Josh Allen because he played an exceptional game. The dude's a stud. The Bills are very good. Gabriel Davis, that guy had a, an amazing game. I know we all know that. But it was just one of those things where you look at with the Bills, it's kind of what are their weaknesses and how are they going to continue to build like off of those because they're still such a dangerous team. They just run into Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, there and there are not many weaknesses on that Bills team. That's why I, I think last night it almost kind of felt like a Super Bowl or you know, at an yep. AFC Championship game at a minimum to where I – do think whoever won that game last night is going to beat the Bengals. Yeah. Uh, hopefully it's the Chiefs. I think it could have been the Bills too. I was very impressed with Josh Allen and the way he's played. Uh, I know that I've had some takes before and people remind me of a tattoo bet that I haven't fulfilled. I've always <laughs> liked Josh Allen. I just yeah. didn't think he was going to be picked that high because I, I threw a lot of interceptions. I had the same take on Patrick Mahomes. 
Except for I thought Mahomes was going to be bad because he threw yep. a lot of interceptions in college. But Josh Allen has done a phenomenal job, and I I think he's QB two in the league now. Yeah, and I I love Patrick Mahomes. I think Josh Allen is closer than a lot of people give him credit for. I think so too. Now, what are your thoughts on this? Because I don't know where I sit. Did Josh Allen outplay Patrick Mahomes last night? I I think it's just. I think it's I think it's hard to just look at it and be like, yes, he outplayed him or no, he didn't. Because yeah. like Mahomes, like just as many plays that, you know, Josh Allen made with his legs and throwing, you know, a fourth down or fourth down touchdown and then, you know, at the end of the game to Gabriel Davis across the middle, like to hit that, it's just that's awesome. But then you look at Patrick Mahomes and like the sidearm throw, you know, he runs a rollout and it was like, oh shit, I can't go. And he does a step back, jump pass, hits it to Byron Pringle in the back, like, you know, back of the end zone. I think it was a very even game like Mahomes had more passing yards 378 versus Allen 329 but Josh Allen had one more touchdown mm-hmm. than Mahomes did uh Allen had 68 yards rushing Mahomes had 69 yards rushing when you nice. look at QBR which is supposed to gather like all the good plays and everything QBR Mahomes had the better game but when you just look at quarterback rating Allen had the better game so yeah. I think it was right there hand in hand I Neither one of them played bad, that's for damn sure. They both played exceptionally well. Uh, I think Mahomes probably made a couple more impressive throws. But then even on the other side, Mahomes or um, Allen had some impressive runs. Yeah. Where there was one, I think it was a third down that he ran for a first down. Dan Sorensen wanted no part of hitting Josh Allen. <laughs> no. It was like, please, God, let him run out of bounds. I do not want to have to. And then uh, Josh Allen completely just bulldozed over one of the defensive backs. Um, I think it was Ward. I think it if was. I remember correctly, it was either him or Hughes. Mike Hughes had a rough game last night. That dude got annihilated in more ways than one. Yeah, <laughs> like dude got sniped, ran over, just that, not. I think it was the last Gabriel Davis touchdown. It was like, how the fuck does he come so open? There was that and fourth then, down play. Yeah, uh-huh. it was. Uh, you know, you look at the replay and you see it, and you're like, oh, he fell down. The defensive back fell down. No, that's not a fall down. He got put on his butt. His ankles were taken. From him. Ankles, knees, thighs, everything were taken from my cues over a very good head fake. That's all it took. He was <laughs> wide open in the end zone. So I, I love both these quarterbacks. And I do think, I put it out there on Twitter last night, and as, as I said today, I think Josh Allen's QB too. And that means I'm taking him over Aaron Rodgers. I'm taking him over Tom Brady, Matt Stafford. All yep. I, I think that next year he's going to have probably an even bigger year. Uh, Brian Dable, probably not going to be there, but I think that what we're seeing with Josh Allen is special. And it's it's crazy that we're getting this and Mahomes at the same time. I know. Like, I saw someone tweet, it was like, this era of quarterbacks in the AFC of Herbert, Allen, Burrow, uh, I already said Allen, Mahomes, and Jackson is so much better than the era of, like, Eli Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, Phillip Rivers, and those guys. Right. Yeah, it's still very early, but I think it's going to surpass them very quickly. And Lots people might be like, why Why did you compare those two errors? Because, I mean, those are the three guys, same, like Rodgers included in that. You know what I mean? In terms of what this is, but that was specifically just um, the AFC side, aside from Eli Manning with that. Right. And I, I think the last great, or a couple more things. One, I'm really surprised Tyreek Hill did not get flagged for the peace sign. Celebration. Have you seen that picture where he, where he the, Time, the space of when he throws the deuces 
and the, the defender has two yards ahead of him. And then behind him, there's a receiver throwing up his hands for a touchdown. And then on the other side, there's another receiver literally dancing in celebration before he's even in the end zone. I was also like on the – that play was coming towards me from where I was sitting. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was sitting close. <laughs> Tyreek Hill can fucking fly. And I know we know – like we know yeah. I felt like – I have the same opinion. I watched him hit fifth gear. Like this, it was nuts. I want to see those next-gen stats. I don't think I've ever oh seen a player run Oh, my God. Those. Like I swear to God, like he hit that other gear when he realized like I have a chance. And when he did, it seemed like the more grass just shot like up in the air and he just dug in and was gone like fucking sonic the hedgehog <laughs> touchdown and it was just angles didn't matter anymore. blur i mean it literally felt like there was a blur it was insane yeah i i was really surprised though that he did not get flagged like what we've seen all season he should have been flagged 100 percent, and i'm glad they didn't because that would have been stupid yeah i and i do like some of the taunting stuff you should be able to do that you should be able to yeah, tell the peace sign uh, That's a hard-fought game. I, so do, I want to know what Mahomes said to him, too, though. Because, I mean, can you imagine if he throws up that peace sign and they flag it? That's not a touchdown. You, you Like, Tyreek, you got to be smarter than that. Don't it, wouldn't be, it wouldn't have been a touchdown? No, it'd be flagged right there, I believe. I thought it would just be like a penalty on the, the kick. I don't think so. I thought earlier in the year, maybe I'm wrong. Early in the year, there was a taunting play, and it took a touchdown off the board. Ooh, I want clarification on that because I didn't realize it. I'm not saying you're wrong. Yeah. I just meant like I didn't know. But if if that is the rule, like I remember. Yeah, now there's more stress just overflow my body right now of like, yeah. ooh, that could have been a you different ending. Have a meeting of like, we don't fucking do that, man. I did hear that in a the post game interview. One Tyree Kill cramped up <laughs> pretty big. I don't know if you got that alert. Uh, and then he also said that he had a pretty cool celebration plan for that touchdown, but Mahomes stopped him. So I wonder if Mahomes was like, hey, we just got away with Tawny. and get your ass off the field. Let's go. Yeah. And it like it's it's stupid, hate it or not. That's dims the rules. So yeah. <laughs> you kind of got to make sure you're following them, especially late in the game. Like, uh, when the game did that last play to Kelsey when they scored, I think I probably could have dunked a basketball in that moment with how high I jumped. I fucking launched myself off that stadium because the people that I was sitting with, it was they had a younger kid, and my mom used to babysit him growing up, so I knew who the kid was, and he's an eighth grader now. But I mean. He's getting to watch him see this game experience. It was really cool for me. And then the guy that had all the tickets was kind of an older gentleman. He was like, I kind of want to leave so we can get in the car and get out of here. So they left in overtime. And so I'm watching this happen pretty much all by myself in this row. And when that happens, I'm just jumping up and I turn around and it's just all Bills fans because they'd kind of come down because they thought they'd won the football game. So I'm just kind of like, well, fuck, I don't want to be obnoxious, but like, holy shit, this was amazing. And then everyone's leaving the bills sideline just it felt like it just kind of disappeared and then i know your thoughts on this player in particular and how he shouldn't have played but willie gay comes running over and just dabs up a, i think a linebacker for the bills and he's just talking to him and it was it was kind of a really cool moment to see that and then like directly after it i look up and i just see patrick mahomes sprinting across the field and then he meets up with josh allen yeah and that was uh, it was really cool to see both of those moments I did. See I also him. got a. I was. I got a peace sign from Willie Gay. I was, gonna, I was like, I, "Good game, five zero." I saw a lot of people saying that Willie Gay was waving bye to the players and was completely disrespectful. Uh, I didn't see that then. Yeah, I, and I obviously I wasn't at the game. Uh, you were, but I saw it on Twitter of uh, I think it was two or three different people saying like Willie Gay is just standing there, 
uh, and waving like bye and telling people to get off the field to the Bills. Oh, wow. I didn't see that at well, all. I, I think also sometimes with situations like this, there's a narrative created of like, oh, you got arrested this week. You must be a shitty person. Yeah. I don't know him well enough to call him a shitty person, but I did see people uh, saying that about him. And I think it might have even been in some of the replies to the, you know, Patrick Mahomes take us off running to the 50 yard line to meet Josh Allen. And then in the replies, it was, well, Willie Gay was being a shithead. I don't know. Hmm. I hope not because like, I love this rivalry. Yeah, and, and I, I hope it continues. And I am a fan of Willie Gay. I'm a big fan of Nick Bolton. That kid played an exceptional game last night too. I don't want to overlook that. Shit on Nick Bolton throughout the year, and a lot of people should apologize to him. You talking to me? Nope. I'm, oh, not, like, bro, I don't know what I, I did. I, I think now we were at the Week One game, and it was like, oh my god, this kid is really good. Like immediately <laughs> made an impact on the defense. Anthony Hitchens doesn't even matter. See you later. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. Yeah, but I did love that. And then the last thing about the Chiefs thing is in that last 13 seconds, they ask Andy Reid, did you say anything special to Patrick Mahomes? And he said, when the moment's grim, go be the Grim Reaper. That's his new nickname. Dude, that brought such a smile to my face. God. (laughs) It was just like, that's amazing. Uh It reminded me of, uh, God dang it, the coach for Coach K where – Zion has an interview, and you know he's like, "What did Coach K have to say to you guys in the huddle?" And he looks up, and he's like, "I don't coach losers. We're gonna go win this game." And it was like, "Oh shit, this is awesome." Yep. And I was, and the best part too is like when the guys that I was standing around before they went into overtime, I was just sitting there saying like, "Go break their hearts. Let's be heartbreakers today." Fuck, go be a grim reaper, murder their asses. Let's go. Not murder. No, murder's bad, but (laughs) for sure. But it was, it was a really cool moment. I, I, one of the best games I've ever seen. Oh, it's got to be the best game that's ever happened in Arrowhead, right? Yeah, I would think so, yeah. Like, just insane. And I know a lot of people were, at least last night to me, were pointing out the Rams-Chiefs game from a couple of years ago was also amazing. It wasn't the playoffs, though. No. I mean, this is a winner go home. This is the playoffs. This is a big deal. I think this game was much better than the Rams game. I do, too. Like, the quarterbacks didn't make mistakes. You know what I mean? Like, there wasn't any really, like, significant turnovers in this matchup that – you know, it was like, yeah. oh, defense made it. Like, it was a hard-fought game all the way to the wire. And I don't remember about the Chiefs-Rams game exactly, but, like, even last night, like, there were no big, like, coaching blunders. No. Yeah, the time no management big, like, was perfect. You get into the end of the game, both teams have three timeouts. Like, you're ready for these moments. Yeah. Yeah. Loved it. Um, let's mention some of our last sponsors here, though. Also great is Club 609. Go visit them for the best happy hour in the world. Happy hour starting at 2, running until 8. Uh, that's two-for-one drink specials, $2 draft pours at Club 609. Make sure you check them out if you're anywhere near the Joplin area. Yeah, and if you're in the Joplin area and you need your car serviced, hey, got a spot for you. Downtown Lube. Be sure to visit them at downtownlube.com for their full list of services. They are located right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri, off First and Main Street. But, you know, we know they specialize in tires and lube. But if you need anything else done, again, visit that website, downtownlube.com, for the full list of services. Again, it's not a matter if, it's a matter when you're going to need that oil change, those tires serviced. If you're in Joplin and in the area, stop there. Market and the guys pride themselves on getting you in and out as quickly as possible. That's downtown Lube. And now for a little Matchmaker Monday, uh, a longer show today. I asked a couple weeks ago if people liked the longer show or shorter shows. Nobody said anything. So here we are. We're just going to keep doing us. You're going to listen to what I have to say. Uh, Matchmaker Monday, a little basketball news. James Harden for Ben Simmons. I need this trade to happen. 
And it, uh, I think I saw somebody, maybe it was Woj reporting earlier today, early this morning, that it sounds like the 76ers are going to hold on to Ben Simmons and try to move him in the offseason. <sighs> Why not just do it now? Yeah, I mean, seriously, come on. Yeah, so why I, wait? And like, why lose another year of your prime? Right. Like, like I don't know how good his prime him? really is, but like, come on. Yeah. Do you just want to keep collecting money from him? Is that what you're doing? Uh, Maybe in the off season they can get a bigger return for him. But I talked myself into this trade. What was like last week that I think it's a phenomenal trade for both sides. Yeah. So let's pull the trigger on it. I don't know if it's a one for one, throw some draft picks, whatever you got to do. But I want this trade to happen. I want to see the way that it plays out with James Harden and Joel Embiid playing together. It's going to be very scary, but I also think that Ben Simmons with the Nets and having a guy that's going to be, I'm the defensive stopper. I'll go get the assist. I'll get the rebounds. That's going to be so good for guys like Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, assuming Kyrie's there. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you. When you said it last week for the first time, I was like, dude, you're freaking insane. Why is this even on the rundown? And when you explained it, it makes so much sense. So my first matchmaker Monday is going to be LeBron James and a healthy Anthony Davis. That would be really cool to see because LeBron James is just on an absolute tear right now, and he has no help. None. Like at all. And like I know you got Russell Westbrook. That's nothing for you. And it's just, it's just a situation of like, what are we doing? Yeah, like you're losing some bad Games. And like if you get like if Vogel gets fired, I'm almost just gonna feel bad for him. Like, man, you let LeBron be the GM, you followed what he asked for, and it bit you in the ass. Right. Like even uh the other night, LeBron scored thirty three points, grabbed eleven rebounds, played forty minutes. Like he's he's having to take over in regular season games yeah. or they're gonna be in danger of missing the playoffs. And I do think that he takes a little bit of blame because he is kind of the GM. Like, he makes a lot of roster moves there and probably definitely wanted Russell Westbrook, and that's not working out. But maybe once Anthony Davis is back healthy, it can be a difference maker. Because I do, I also, I kind of feel bad for LeBron. Yeah. That he is being required to, at age 37, have to still take over games. And I do think, I think you've made this point before, too. I think he looked at Anthony Davis as like the, hey, I don't want to have to take over games anymore. You come do this. But mm-hmm. now he's not healthy enough. Russell Westbrook can't. Can't do it. And the thing with Anthony Davis, it's just, you know, I never want to be this guy, but like to question someone's energy or integrity of, like, you know, how serious is it? Could this be a guy who's just like, man, I'll wait till playoffs and come back. Like, I'll just chill during the regular season. Yeah. I'm still getting my money. I mean, even back to, who was it, the Hornets, wherever they were playing, Charlotte or New Orleans. Mm-hmm. He could have come back from that injury. And he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and it was because he wanted out of town. But I do think that it's a fair question to be like, how bad do you want it? Yeah. Oh, you're talking about when he's with New Orleans? Yeah. 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 And so maybe even now with the Lakers, is it like, hey. <laughs> Dude, I hope not. Because, I mean, he's getting paid a shit ton of money. And now it's just like, ah, ankle kind of hurts. Think I'm, uh, think I'm just going to go hang out somewhere else. Oh, Good luck, boys. Yeah, I'll, I'll take two weeks. <laughs> Take two weeks off. In the meantime, LeBron has to play 40 minutes. <laughs> He's getting the shit kicked out of him. <laughs> yeah. and my next matchmaker Monday is baseball-related because I saw the Chiefs uh, put on their Instagram. It was a picture of Arrowhead, and it was like four straight AFC Championship games. I put it on my Instagram story um, and accidentally my Facebook story. I couldn't <laughs> take my eyes off of Kauffman Stadium. 
That's where my attention went to. I'm so ready for baseball. Do what? I lo- People often ask me like where my fandom lies. It's so much Royals over Chiefs. If you had if you told me I got to get rid of one for the rest of my life, it's the Chiefs. You watch your mouth. And I'm not even like thinking about it. I am a bandwagon Chiefs fan. Yeah. I'm a diehard Royals fan. As you got the flag and everything behind. I mean, you're in blue today. Right. <laughs> I am as well, but. <laughs> right. uh, I am. I, I love the Royals. And what I want to see is, please, God, let these negotiations go well today between Major League Baseball and the Players Association. I really don't want to have missed games. Yeah. I've already looked at the schedule to see, like, when the Royals are playing. I plan on being up there for a lot of games this year. I need it to happen. And so, like, even if it's not an agreement that happens today when they meet, maybe how about some progress? How about a positive note? The Royals are the only thing that makes me be a positive person. So here's me trying to manifest this, that they get something done today and are at least a little bit closer to getting a deal done. It's almost February and there's still no deal. Can it be like decided today or is it just going to be like a start of the conversation? Oh, it can be decided today. Will it be? Nah. (laughs) <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> um, so my last match ma- matchmaker Monday um, is going to be Jimmy G and getting just getting paid this season. Uh, you know whether that's in a trade or a new contract. I do have his contract pulled up, and I know I just sent it to you. But I, my question is, does he have the 2022 year deal? Like, is that for next year after? Like, yeah, that hasn't happened yet. Okay, perfect. I didn't know if it was like, okay, this is 2022, you know, Super Bowl, da-da-da-da, this is where it comes through. It used to be very easy in the NFL because the regular season ended that calendar year, Mm -hmm. and then everything that happened afterwards, like in January, the playoffs started. Okay. That's not the case anymore. It's just always like, because even even playing Madness, like Madden 22, like, well, the season's happening in 21, so it's just super confusing. (laughs) Madden has been wonderful. That's the one area they mess up. Yeah, and it's Josh Allen's weakness: coin toss. <laughs> Madden's weakness: get the fucking year right. Yeah, I mean, even as a kid, I was like, "Is it the 2020? I feel bad for the Chiefs when they got the tattoo done, and he's like, oh, "I fucked up. Let's add it." And it's like, actually, you were right the first time. Right. Everyone else is just confused. Yeah. He, but he got like the what was it? The 2020 Super Bowl champions. Yeah. And then it was like, oh shit, I need to fix it and get 2019 Super Bowl champions. It's like, well, actually, bud. <laughs> You were right the first time. You yeah. did win the Super Bowl in 2020, so you're good. I understand you don't want to fuck up the Roman numerals. Just go to the website and look at what it was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not that hard. Not, not that hard. That information. The tattoo artist will figure that part out. Yeah, but Jimmy um, G still has one year left with the 49ers. So I think this could be an Alex Smith situation when he was with the Chiefs. Or like, you know, let's say they lose to the, the Rams, which, you know, peep ahead. I think they will. I think like Super Bowl week or you know following directly afterwards, he could be traded and then like just sign an, an extension with him. Now, if the Washington football team does that again, that's going to be hysterical. Oh, a different team. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see, and we'll see how well well he plays over the next possibly two games. Well, he's only going to get one more, and he's probably not going to do anything. I mean, they're going to have to rely on him to pass this next game against the Rams. I would think. Yeah, so. because I think the Rams' passing attack is just going to be too much. And it's like, well, we can't keep running the ball unless they get every break their way. Right. Yeah. His dead cap is not much. Yeah, only 1.4. And that was the reason why I I think they were so comfortable taking 
a rookie this year and Trey Lance and then being like, okay, Jimmy, this is your last year because, one, you're getting paid $26 million. We'll just go ahead and have you here. Play, you might, you know, I mean, you're, if you're getting paid twenty six million dollars, you're going to be fucking playing a starting quarterback. Then next year we can move on from me because the dead cap's not going to be as hurtful for us. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with him. I know I had to take a couple weeks ago that I wouldn't be surprised if San Francisco keeps him for another year. Not playing on a lame duck year, that that contract's not something that the NFL likes to do. But like, he very well could take them to the Super yeah. Bowl, and he could win the Super Bowl. It's not that outlandish. There are tough teams left. Yeah. But that defense, that run game, and if he just throws like two little easy touchdown passes, we could be talking about Super Bowl MVP Jimmy Garoppolo. That's not a prediction, but I am saying it is a possibility. It could happen, yeah. And then it's like, you're going to get rid of him? (laughs) Yeah, I think they will. (laughs) They've invested so much with um, Trey Lance tonight. And he's looked good. Mm Mm-hmm. Very limited appearances, but uh, we'll see what happens with Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe it is Washington football team that goes after him like they did Alex Smith. Yeah. And maybe the 49ers are also like, hey, yeah, just pick anywhere and we'll we'll get rid of you. <laughs> Bye-bye now. So we'll see. Uh, that's it for us today, though. Uh, we thank you guys for joining us here on Mic'd Up. We'll be back tomorrow. But don't forget about our great sponsor to end the show, Roper Kia. If you mention us here at Mic'd Up, they'll give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Uh, Big Country and I will be back tomorrow right here in the call-in app at 10 a.m. Central Time.